Welcome back to the Table Podcast. My name is Taylor and this is Caleb. If you haven't been here before, we have a three-part podcast. We have an appetizer and an entree and we end on a sweet dessert and we talk about everything from cheeses to Jesus. Jesus. So welcome back if you haven't been here before and we are introducing a brand new friend, Brandon Gatson. Welcome to the table. Wrong one. This guy, we can't figure out these buttons to save our lives. (laughs) Nailed it. I have no clue what's happening right now. So, yeah, so, Bran, we want to have you on the podcast and just introduce you to our church and then other people that we're connected with. Uh, We had the opportunity to connect not too long ago at School of Reform, so I'm excited to hear your heart today and hear what the Lord's doing in your life. Yes, sir. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, Yeah, man. Yeah, this is my new home. Hey, yo. Come on, speak it. Um, so today's appetizer, it's a really fun one. Okay. So it's your birthday. Okay. Like oh, your I thought day. you meant like it's your birthday. I was like, oh, happy birthday, man. Today is, where's the gift? Wait, when is your birthday? It's March 21st. Okay. So you, you still have time. We got, so I got, I got yes. plan it where my, He's going to tell you us what look, to You don't do. have to look far. Uh, <laughs> the, drum, <laughs> the drum says right behind you. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Awesome. Would you settle for a goat skin drum from Africa? Because <laughs> I got one of those too. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's amazing. That's, that's, like, that's like, mom, I asked for a razor scooter and you got me the... Blitz. Like, right. <laughs> like I wanted an iPhone. You just got an eye. <laughs> <just said, laughs> That's hilarious. I used to, I used to, uh, uh, growing up, man, um, everybody had Nike shocks. Uh-huh. Remember those? Yep. And I had the Walmart brand Nike shocks. Like, I don't remember those. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason. There's a reason. I remember getting made fun of so much for those, uh, for, uh, in sixth grade playing basketball. And not having the the mm-hmm. actual legit Nike mm. uh, shoes, and that was a big deal for me, like right, as, right. A, as a as, as a, a young kid, person. Yep. And then like yep. seventh through um, high school, you had team shoes, and they mm-hmm. were all you know Nikes and stuff. But I I, I was like, I am gonna have name brand shoes. My kids are going to not have to worry about that. Yeah, you know, my, yeah. my, my son just started basketball this uh-huh. year. Uh, he was four years old when he started and, and he had J's on his feet. Oh. And, 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 and here's the thing. I didn't get him for him. My wife did. Look at that. Look at that. Jesus, you knew. Look at that. You Jesus. Generational. You broke a generational curse. No, it's not. That was, that was awesome. Sorry. I no, so totally sidetracked us there. No, it's the table. We just chat. Right. All right. So it's your birthday. You okay. get to choose like, what does your day look like? And mm. location and distance, it's not a barrier. You can like teleport. And then money is no object either. So I'll go ahead and start us off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll probably have breakfast in France. Mm-hmm. It'll be like a long like breakfast, like from like nine to like one or something. Mm. We'll go walk around, do that Dang. kind of stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm going to take my time. Okay. And then let's see. I'll probably want to go probably somewhere I've never been before. We want to go to Greece. So we'll spend the afternoon in Greece. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We'll go to the beach and all that. And then at night, there's going to be like this huge gospel concert with everybody okay. that I love. Mm. Okay. And now mm. that'll finish it off. Mm. So I yeah. like that. That's really nice. Yep. So we got one. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to have a morning tour. All right, my tour is going to consist of the Bahamas. Okay. It's going to consist of Bora Bora. Mm. Um, I'm going to make a pit stop. Um, I have to go back to South Africa to the Indian Ocean. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, and this is all before 10 o'clock. So, you know, just pop up here, yep. pop up there, yeah. pop up there. Yeah. Then I'll do brunch somewhere with my wife. Um, she, she wants to go to Italy. So we'll go to Italy, do yeah. brunch. Um, and then from there... 
I'll just, you know, money's not an issue. I'll just give her my credit card because yeah, on, because now. the next day is not my birthday. Come on now. But it will be if yeah. I give her my Yes, sir. <laughs> wisdom, <laughs> wisdom. <laughs> Learn from this man. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I uh, let's see. So I know a lot of people probably be like, I want to go travel. I want to do a bunch of stuff. I actually want to go uh, play at Augusta National. I want to mm. play golf at Augusta National. Um, I'd love to do that. And then once I'm done there, I'll play that. Actually, I'll play that in the afternoon. In the morning, what I'll do is I'll go over to St. Andrews and play St. Andrews, spend some time over there, mm. see, you know, Scotland, Ireland, uh, and, and all that with, with my wife and uh, check that out because she'd like to see that too. And then go grab some lunch, sit on the Great Wall and eat, and, mm. uh, and then go back, play Augusta National in the afternoon after I've recalibrated, ready to go. And then I'm going to a concert that night. So, I, like, I like going and seeing stuff. And, and doing that, but I want to be like, mm. I want to play. I want to yeah. do like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I wanna, that's what I want to do. So that would be a lot of golf, 36 holes in, in, in a day wouldn't, but it'd be at Augusta National and St. Andrews, two places that I would absolutely kill for. Like, it'd be awesome. So can I ask one question about this? Yeah. Can we go like to weird places in the earth? Like, sure. Why not? It's your birthday. Yeah. I would love to see the bottom of the sea. Well, yeah. it's dark down there, but. Under you know, the sea. Yeah. Yes, awesome. wish I could be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some plutoniums. I would love to go to these 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 deep places in the earth and see them. And because I can teleport, if something's there that I don't like, I can just leave. Yeah, why not? Or exercise authority, one or the other. Well, one, hey. one of the two. There you my go. authority to leave. Come on now. Come on. I'm out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I awesome. like it. Nice. Like it. Sweet. Okay, so for like today's entree, did you have something? I was just going to say, and whatever I'm doing, ice cream is absolutely going to be involved. Mm, so yeah. that's a very, yeah. very, that very just, you, know, that, you didn't even have to say this comes, yeah, that, that yeah, comes with a given. I mean, that doesn't have to be a birthday. That's just any day. This is any day. That just happens yeah. every day. So yes. yeah, I just, I want for anyone who doesn't know, that's, that has, it's to like communion and then ice cream. That's it. That's yeah. it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the Holy Ghost You know what I'm saying He doesn't even know Our communion cups Aren't our grape juice It's like Bowls of bluebell <laughs> Melted bluebell that's, that's, that's our communion Or yes. the Kroger brand Come I mean on. We have Walmart Walmart shocks We got Kroger brand We're we in here We're in here I love it, I love it. So, Go ahead Jay. Awesome Yeah so our entree today uh, We've all been in the faith For a while And and um, I think we've seen different emphasis throughout the different time periods. At least I've seen it in the Western church. I'm sure it's went globally, but um, my grandparents, they grew up like in the faith movement and then you had the charismatic movement and then you had the grace movement. And now it seems like we're in an identity movement. Mm. So uh, Brandon, I wanted to ask you in all of that, we can see like the Lord's emphasizing different truths. Mm-hmm. What do you sense, like what is like resonating in your spirit at this point in time in this season of faith? Wow. Identity for sure. Um, and I think the application of identity, I think it's the, the, the realization of it, the truth of it, where it's not figurative, it's literal, that you have literally become a different being altogether. And embodying that, I think that this particular movement, and I'm sure that, you know, the leaders of those previous movements, at least some of them probably felt this way about 
that those movements. But I really believe this one is so vital for, for the preceding of the next wave and even the coming of, of Christ. And I said it because when you look at Revelations, a lot of the, the victory that's mentioned ties to the blood, mm. you know, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony and love not their life unto death. Well, that's identity. You know, the blood is the covenant, but it ties you to a specific life. The life of the creature is in the blood. Mm-hmm. So when you're highlighting the blood, you have to point to who blood is it? Now you're forced to examine a life. And we're one with this life. We, we've become this life, you know, in Christ, who is your life up here? So when I think about the identity um, uh, movement or establishment that God has done right now, it's vital because it puts everything back in place so that the sons of God can be manifested on the earth. And then when you look at culture, you know, normally you see a parallel um, not that God is being led by culture, but I think prophetically culture is coming into what it needs to be. Um, and, and God's revelation in that dispensation is right on time. So if you look at the identity crisis we're having in our culture mm-hmm. and now God has an identity focus, yeah. it's like, it's trying to attack. It's trying to come against what God is doing, what God is saying. Cause the moment you and I believe he's in me, I can display him. I can manifest him. Yeah. That's a different ball game of Christianity. You yeah. know what I mean? You're not just believing in Jesus. You are believing in what he's done. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and I think that that emphasis is incredible and the fruit it's bearing is just as amazing. Have you always kind of walked in that <clears throat> identity understanding or is this something you kind of fell into? And can you talk to me about that? Yeah, this is about a, a about a decade old in my life. It's not something that I grew up knowing. Um, and that's no, no shade or, you know, fault to those who taught me. I just didn't see it. You know, identity is a revelation. You know, Paul was given the mysteries, uh, several mysteries to the church with identity being one of those mysteries, him revealing Christ in us, the hope of glory. That was one of the mysteries that was hidden, you know, to the intent that God willed to make known among the Gentiles also, you know, what is his, uh, what his will was, which is Christ in us, the hope of glory. So, um, you know, when I think about just, um, Growing up and um, really growing up was incredible. There was an emphasis on the Holy Spirit. There was an emphasis emphasis on salvation. There's an emphasis on heaven. There's an emphasis on hell. Um, but in this in this latter time of my life, the last ten years, there's been an emphasis on being. And I got to credit one of my mentors, Dan Moeller, for that. Um, Apostle Gil Finley for that. Ty, I think all those guys kind of blazed the trail publicly for those things. But I think that that revelation doesn't come along and become alive until you get along privately mm. with God. Yeah. That was one of those things you got to get along because he, I don't think he'll allow anybody to replace him revealing to you that you're his son. Come on. That's what fathers want to do. Yep. They want to reveal yep. to you. You're my son. Yep. So he may let someone. sow the seed of that, he's not, he, he wants you to see that's, that's Papa. Yeah. That's yeah. a special moment with you and God. And, uh, and I just think that that's, that's that. That's good. We were just talking about right, right before we got on about the, your name, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And it's, uh, doesn't matter what anybody else is calling me. What do you say, father? Yeah. Like, what's, what, who's my creator? What's, what do you say? Mm-hmm. You know, there's just, there, there's something so incredibly mm-hmm. special about when your dad says something to you, how it hits differently. Mm. And the, we, we'd always talked about the, the purpose of a father is to call forth the destiny in, in his son or daughter's life, mm. you know, and, and our father does the exact same 
thing mm-hmm. in us. And the destiny is called forth by the revealing of the identity. Absolutely. This is who you are yep. to start. And this is what you do. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what you're about. This is what you've been created for. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciated, um, you shared, uh, Last week, I mm-hmm. got to come in and hear you speak. And one of the things that you talked about that I thought was so good, and maybe you can expound upon it a little bit um, when it comes to identity, mm-hmm. is the difference between purpose and calling. Mm. Yes, sir. Yeah. No, that that revelation changed my life because um, purpose, you know, we all have the same purpose because purpose is tied to identity. Right. You know, and I'm so glad God did that. So we won't be trying to find our purpose outside of being who we are. Yeah. You think about Genesis 1:26. The first thing that God gave man, the first thing that he anointed man to have was identity. Yeah. You know, let us make man in our image. You know, that image is Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, ultimately, you know, Jesus came as the visible image of the invisible God. You know, when you look at um, how the word image and glory works together. You know, you, uh, we all will unveil face, behold, as in the mirror, the glory of God, and being transformed into that same image yep. from glory to glory by the Spirit of God. So yep. he tied the Spirit of God to being the image and the glory of God. You know what I mean? I yep. love Romans 6, 4, that Jesus was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. Yep. And then 8, 8, 11, Paul came and said, okay, let me not... Let me give you more details about this glory. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, yeah, you know, yeah. and we were created for God's glory. Yeah. So he made us in his image so we could produce his glory. So all of us has the same purpose. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're created by God, anointed by him for the purpose of revealing him. Now we get to reveal him in these different pockets of life. Yeah. You know, like I get to see what Christ is as a doctor, Christ is as a lawyer, Christ as a father, Christ as a mother, right. you know, so who he is in us just filter through these different roles or positions. And these are callings, the different areas that we're called to do this at Christ as a friend, Christ as a pastor, Christ as an apostle, Christ. It's always centered in him. He's the life. And these are the other things or roles that we get to play in life. Yeah. You know, but yeah. So purpose is, is really um, the same. We're all called to be his likeness and his image, but we're called to do that in different ways and different facets. And it's our purpose that unites us. And it's the callings to help us appreciate one another. Cause I can't do it like you, you know, I can't play them drums like you, you know, but I can celebrate the Christ in you and you can celebrate the Christ in me. And it never has to be any competition because it's the same identity manifesting through differently through us in our lives. I love that. And I love the, the, the perspective of separating out the purpose Versus the calling, because so many times, you know, we see, and we both grew up in church, and excuse me, one of the things that that I've noticed is so many people will put their value Mm. in their gifting Mm -hmm. or their calling, right? Mm -hmm. And they'll 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 look at at how valuable they are to mankind and how valuable they are to Father based upon the success that they have by utilizing or stewarding the gift that he's given them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so when I fail at stewarding well what I've been given, um, there I must be a failure as a son, mm-hmm. you know, or mm-hmm. I must be a failure as a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I don't have the identity or the understanding of who, what my actual identity is and my purpose here as a son, right. as a daughter, right. um, that, that that is secure in you and mm-hmm. that my value is tied to that security of my identity because of what Jesus paid for, right? Right. And so you come into that understanding all of a sudden, the walking out, the the giftings and the those things, they matter 
but they're not tied to my value. Right. Whereas before I'm now, I'm operating under this, I don't want to say fear, but it's kind of a a fear of if I don't do well, Mm -hmm. if Papa doesn't approve of me, Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden I'm, he's got me, he's got his, he's got his little book out. Right. And he's like ranking number one. We have Brandon (laughs) because this week he read his Bible 14 times and uh, and he prayed for accurately. (laughs) (laughs) Caleb, he's he, this week in our, in our fantasy rankings, he's dropped down a few spots (laughs) because he had seven bowls of ice cream. Right. <laughs> Instead of fasting. Right, right, Come on right, 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 right. But, but people will, will, will go that route and mm-hmm. they'll, they will then, instead of understanding my value is based upon my purpose. Right. And my identity in you and right. not, not my calling, not the gifting, not the function of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can, if you can shift over into that place, all of a sudden it's like a weight gets lifted off mm-hmm. of your shoulders that, my children, they have to understand that I love them regardless of what they do for me. Right. And that they're my child mm-hmm. regardless of what they do for me, mm-hmm. regardless of what they even think. Right. <laughs> You're still my kid. Right. Right. And, and what happened for me as a dad, um, I was getting stuff prepared for, for church and I was asking the Lord, how do you want me to go about this next season for us? And he gave me this image of a kid mm-hmm. and it was a stick figured kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but he gave me three portions, which was the the heart, the head, and then the hand. Mm-hmm. So I don't want you to go after the heart first. Always go after the heart first mm-hmm. because the heart is what's tied to the identity, who they are, mm-hmm. right? This is character. This is nature. This is the likeness. Like this is it right here. It mm-hmm. starts, starts within here. Mm-hmm. Then we go to the head which you begin to understand some things, right? I'm learning. I'm learning how to like tie my shoes. I'm learning how to walk. I'm learning how to do this other stuff. But the heart was first because I know we're yes. kind, we're lovers, we're, this is who we are, right? So then we go to the head, head and then we transition to the hands. Now mm. we're learning skills, right? Right. I'm learning how to throw the football and right. how to write my name and doing right. all those kind of things. And what happens sometimes in the church is we, we get that out of, get mm-hmm. it kind of backward, mm-hmm. right? We're like, oh, you got that really cool prophetic gift mm-hmm. and I really want to hit that and I want to be like, I want to be able to prophesy crazy good and crazy mm-hmm. skillfully and crazy accurately. Right. And this is the gift, which is out here in the hands and in the head. And it's like, well, okay, look, but what about the heart? Right. Let's come back to this identity thing. Cause what happens is if you begin to put your heart's identity in your hands and your hands fail you, then you see yourself as a failure. Wow. Very true. And that's never how he's Very looked true. at you. Very true. So this, I think you're, I think you're this whole identity thing, man, coming back to this place of, and that's why I loved what you shared about the purpose versus the calling mm-hmm. that my value is tied into my identity and, and my purpose of glorifying you and not in the calling of the function. Cause that thing can shift and I can succeed or fail at that. Right. Right. But that doesn't shift the value. Right. In which my father sees me. Right. So, so unpopular, so countercultural because you know, um, because we have not been established as a people, I'm not even talking about the church, as a people, because we have not been established in who our creator has made us to be, you have to find some kind of identity. You have to find some kind of way to measure yourself. Yeah. You have to find some kind of way to fit in. It's just, 
what we do. We go into survivor mode. So right. you have to feel good about yourself. You have to bring some type of contribution to the table. So the thing that you're going to lean on is the thing that you realize you can do. Right. Whether it's your gift, your skill, you know, your intellectualism, you'll find a way to be able to have value because now it's going to take care of your household, how, you know, your financial status and everything derives from that. So now we have celebrities, which are people that we look up to based on their gifts. Right. Um, we'll overlook their heart right. and their mistakes because of their giftings and their status. And yeah. we'll say, hey, it doesn't matter the moral values that you pertain or that you have. Right. It's just about it's just about what you can contribute. Yep. And so our society teaches us that if you can contribute enough, if you can have a certain amount of influence, you can get over in the system. You can bypass this. You can violate these laws. You can, and it becomes a whole mess. And it all derives from not knowing who we are. Right. And society, even the concept of society, is what we've created to feel accepted. We created society because we needed to feel accepted because we knew that we had been detached. We mm. knew that we had been separated from something. So yeah. we created something from the fall of man right. in which we can all feel embraced. And this system that we've created, the Lord's like, hey, you're in it, but don't be of it. Right. The only right. way you can't, though, is to find out who you are. Because if you don't find out who you are, you're still drawing your identity from it yep. and you'll still feel like it's who you are. So when Christians get born again, they still feel an attachment to the world because they still identify who they are with the world that they live in. Yeah. And until they come out of that world, embrace the kingdom, see who they are, it just, it they we will never live truly free. We'll, yeah. This is what happened when they left the uh, when they left Egypt. Yeah. They say it would be better for us to go back to Egypt. Yeah. To go back now, why would they say that? Because they found comfort. Yeah, they found security. Yep. they found a certain type of life there that they were more familiar with. You know what's fun about what you? Did? I'm literally preaching that this Sunday. Hallelujah! Come on now, I'm in the vein. Yes, <laughs> yes. But and I'll say this last. I don't want to drill this more, but because this this is just, to me is so. It is the foundation of everything. Just yeah. I'm gonna make a bold statement. Come on, every revelation is built on what we're talking about right now. Come on. Because when you look at what was lost, what did Adam lose? <laughs> what did he lose? Yeah. What did the woman lose? Yeah. Because Jesus is simply bringing back, restoring yeah. what he lost. Everything else is just, you know, uh, added benefits and bonuses. But what did he right. lose? He lost who he was. He lost authority. He lost a certain type of relationship with the father. Now he didn't lose complete relationship with the father. Cause right. right after that, the Lord came still was in fellowship with him, still was in covenant with him, still blessed him, yep. still came to his kids. So yep. God didn't, he was, <laughs> I'm so glad he's not like that. He wasn't <laughs> like we cut off. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. he was yeah. like, no, we're going to keep this relationship going right. and I'm going to get it back to where it needs to be. Right. But when you look at what he lost, he lost who he was. Yeah. And so, Jesus bringing back what was lost, he brought Holy yeah. Spirit on. in two facets. Number one, in you, mm -hmm. which changes your identity, yep. which brings you into salvation, yep. which gives you eternal life, which gives you the fruit of the Spirit, yeah. all these things, okay, and around you, his influence around you, which is called the kingdom. Yeah. It's the dominion or the the uh, the the influence yeah. <laughs> of the Spirit of God on yeah. life, on, on, on the environment, yeah. on the animals, all these things. So notice, 
The first thing that Jesus did after the Holy Spirit descended upon him, he was led by the Spirit mm -hmm. into the wilderness yeah. to be tempted by the devil. Yep. Okay, so this deals with authority. Also, he was in there with the wild beasts. Now, you studied it out. You're talking about bears, could possibly be lions. Yep. But he's in the wilderness 40 days with wild beasts. Yep. And no food. So the, 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 the emphasis of this temptation is him showing... I'm back to the garden. Yeah. I got authority over my, my stomach. <laughs> I got authority over creation, over animals, and I got authority over the devil. Yeah. And he came out of that wilderness filled with the Holy Spirit and power. Yep. And, and God was just working through him. So he's modeling what Holy Spirit does through and in a person's life once they yield to him. Yeah. And this deals with identity, you know, and and we being tied to his identity in Christ. Like it's the foundation for everything because it was what was lost and it's what the Lord brought back. The fivefold ministry is supposed to edify us and build us up into right. the full statue of the measure of Christ. Right. You look at like, I mean, the mystery is Christ in the church. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the all, all of these revelations and we can go through so many of them, they all tie back to Christ, him in us, yeah. you know? And so- it's just a passion of mine, man. I'm sorry, but it's just one of those things that is so foundational for us. Yeah. Never apologize. Not for that. Yes, sir. Not for that. Amen. Come on. One thing I was thinking about was Jesus and over and over again in the word shows that he lived off the affirmation of the father, which you were talking about earlier. The only way you're going to really get this revelation, maybe you'll understand it, mm -hmm. but revelation is different. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's only found in one-on-one -on -one time with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like as um, I was reading today after Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead mm -hmm. and the fa father again resounded. I'm not sure what he said. Mm -hmm. Like, I forget what he said, but he said, basically the father affirmed Jesus again and said, mm -hmm. this is my son. Mm -hmm. And he looked at the people and said, that was for you guys. Yeah, I know yeah. who I am. Yeah. And I was thinking like that kind of wrecked me today. I was like, can I get to that space? <laughs> <laughs> like, Dude. is that, I think it's available, Yeah, but I think you'd have to walk through a lot of hell to well, kind of get there. Well, but, well, watch, this. Yeah. watch how soon he knew this though. Yeah. At 12, yeah. the first revelation yeah. we see in scripture that Jesus makes known mm -hmm. was that he knew who his father was. Yeah. yeah. He, you know, not with his parents. Uh -uh. They gone for three days. They yeah. lost him. Yep. They came to the temple, found him in there with teachers. And they said, why have you done this to us? You know, he was like, what, what do you mean? Yeah. Do you not know? I must be about my father at 12. Yeah. yeah. So the father was already fathering him. Yep. He already had an intimacy with the Lord yeah. as a kid. Yeah. Come on. I mean, is that not though a beautiful picture of kingdom? It is. You know what I mean? Like kids are the most impressionable and the, the, this beautiful picture of innocence and mm. which we talked about this, this the other day about the irony in that and, some some mindsets about how terrible kids are and, and, <laughs> right. and what people like to say, you know, uh, born into iniquity, et cetera. Right. Uh, right. So we won't get off on that tangent, but the beautiful uh, picture of the innocence of them and the, the, um, the ability to be molded and spoken into and the receptivity that they have. Mm. I think that's so like talking about becoming childlike, mm -hmm. being receptive to what your father has to say. Cause I think about like, I have three small kids right now. Right. I mean, this is a prime stage of life for me that I get to see. And I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, whatever I tell these kids, they're going to believe this right? because they don't know any better. And they trust me because right. I've established that relationship with them. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what a prime opportunity then to be able to pour into them 
identity things, right? And so when you have a father who loves you like our heavenly father does, as a kid, if we're open to receiving, Mm -hmm. he's going to pour that into us. And I think, man, Mm. I wish as an adult, a lot of us could get this, right? And come into this place of like, you look at, a lot of times you look at children as, yeah, they don't know very much Mm -hmm. or they're they're, they're, they're gullible, Mm -hmm. right? Instead of looking at, their perspective of the world with wonder and like father show me how cool is that though to even have that kind of an example in scripture of Jesus at 12 knowing what his father's business is how do you think that came about because he is young and he is open and he is receptive so like is let that be an example for us as 24 and 34 and 44 year old adults, you know, mm-hmm. 50 year old adults to say, let me be 12 again mm-hmm. and hear what my father has to say and, 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 and receive that. And then walk that out knowing this is what you have for me. This is who I am in you. Mm. Instead of being so dead set on what everyone else has told us that we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good. So like two thoughts, number one, you know, kids don't have enough experience <laughs> to be influenced by life, you know, so they're still pliable you know, they're still yeah. in the mode where they're ready to just receive, receive, receive. When we get hit by so much life, we put up these barriers and we don't listen and we yeah. don't da-da-da because we don't want to relive, experience again, or da-da-da, et cetera. And you think about like Adam, which is unique to me because Adam was made to be like a kid, even though he was brought as an adult, obviously. Yeah. But he he was kid in, in heart because the Lord kept him from the knowledge of good and evil. Right. So all of all of what can come from this yeah. to to dictate this, God kept him from, and only thing that the only thing that he needed to know was the Father and receive, yeah. just receive. So pure. don't eat this. Yeah. You're just pure. Just don't do this. And blah blah blah. Yeah. I'm making you aware of death. I'm not keeping you from it. Yeah. Keeping you away from it. I'm making you aware that evil exists. I'm not keeping you from it. I don't want you to know it experientially. Don't eat. Don't touch. Da da da. And 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 I love it because it. I believe it really reveals uh, you mentioned about the heart than the mind. Yeah. I th- I honestly believe um, the culture of knowledge that we have in teachings, we, I think we got to be careful. And I have a school, we have school of reform yeah. and I have to be careful because what, what the tendency is, is to say, unless we are taught certain things, you can't have it. You can't walk in, yeah. it, walk into it, blah, blah, blah. And we limit what Holy Spirit can organically do right. in right. a person by the Spirit yep. to their mind, yeah. to what they understand and what they know. And that's such a limited Christian yes, life because we only know so much. Right. So Paul talked about being rooted and grounded in love that we may be able to comprehend yeah. with all the saints, what is the width, length, Definitely. depth, and height, yeah. and to know the yeah. love of Christ that surpasses all oh, knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's something that's by the spirit. Right. And you see how Adam was functioning. Like he was able to name these animals by the wisdom of God. Yeah. He was able to identify that is that the woman didn't come from another clay, a lump of clay. Right. He was able to notice by the spirit of God. He actually called her what the Lord had already called her while he was asleep. The scripture says, and the Lord brought the woman to Adam. 
And then Adam awoke and he, you know, hey, flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone, you should be called woman. Well, she was just called that while you were sleeping, but yeah. you're showing that you're flowing in the wisdom and knowledge of God. Then he kept going, for this cause, till a man leave his father and mother and cling to his. Well, how do you know about a father and mother? You didn't have one. Right. But it's it's something that's coming out of his spirit that is that is that is his mind. If I, I can imagine a mind being under the umbrella, under the influence of the spirit, and the spirit is dictating yeah. how this mind thinks versus our mind leading, and we're saying, well, you can't have the life of the spirit right. until you think a certain way. Now, obviously, renewing of the mind is important, but it's right. not renewing the mind, get a bunch of knowledge, put it in your head, and then you're yeah. changed. That's not it. Yeah. The renewing of the mind has always been about Holy Spirit influencing the mind. Yeah. He is the renewer of the mind. Yeah. You know, who has known the mind of the Lord that right. they instruct him? <laughs> but you have the mind of Christ. Right. This is a particular mode of thinking and judging, but where do you have that mind? When did you obtain that mind? How did you get that mind? Did you go to school to get it? No. Right. When you gain the Holy Spirit. Yep. He didn't say you are developing the mind of Christ. Yep. No, you're receiving. No, you have. The, yeah. Well, when did I receive this mind? When you receive the Holy Spirit. Yep. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. it's it's a yielding of our mind to his mind. And some of that stuff is just organic. Like you said, you get along and he just began to teach you. Yeah. He just began to give you revelation. you like, what right. happens to me all the time? I'm like, yep. I'm like, I'll call Pastor Dan. I'm like, I can't even preach this because I'm. Is this even real? Like, right. I, 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 you yes. see what I'm saying? But it's him. It's it's the spirit of wisdom and revelation. It's yeah. what he said that we're called to have. And I think Adam is a great example that of that. Jesus is yeah. and Paul is to the church. Like yeah. he received this revelation from the Lord, and I just think that's a place that God is calling us into. I agree. Can you talk a little bit more about the school of reform? You mentioned that briefly. Yes. So school, of, yeah. So school of reform. Um, it's a traveling school that's designed to present Christ to the culture, while representing Christ to the church. And we were under the conviction that there's things within our within our body, you know, the body of Christ, that God wants to to remove. That there's things that we've learned coming up throughout the years that leans more into the traditions of men. That leans more into religion. That leans more into you know, the things that we learned about God and not really knowing him, you know, and I think one of the biggest hindrances to understanding God is the scriptures that are about him that doesn't reveal him like the mm. Old Testament, mm -hmm. you know, the, to this day, there's a veil that remains in the reading of the Old Testament, but it's about him, but the veil is taken away in Christ. So yes. in representing Christ, our, our, our desire is to make sure that the bride is unveiled by revisiting these foundational truths, creating an environment for people to step into these truths, yeah. uh, being multicultural, multi-generational, multi-ethnic, um, and having fun. Like, I yeah. love to have fun. So we're like, we got to find a way just to have yeah. fun, you know? And just, and 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 last <laughs> but not least, like, you know, it's, it's training and activations that take place. But man, we want the Holy Spirit to feel as free and to have the liberty that he desires in our gatherings. Yeah. And it requires, you guys are pastors, you know this, you know, that's tough. It requires you to be like, sometimes we got to step out and try things and just, Follow this leading and this unction. Sometimes yeah. it's, hey, it's hour and 30 minutes of worship, or sometimes it's 20 minutes of worship. Sometimes it's that, you know, yeah. I, you know, so we, we're very much um, a creatives in the sense of we're going to let God do what he wants in these schools yeah. and follow his way. But the, the, the concrete centered cornerstone of our school is that we want to 
present Christ to the culture and represent him to the church in a way where he's clearly seen, at least according to the grace that we currently have in our lives. Yeah, that's good. And we do it joyfully. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually something I was talking to Miriam today about at lunch Mm -hmm. was, and I'm not bashing this whatsoever and I'm with them as well. Right. So like in prayer rooms and that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. like, Man, you get so deep or whatever, like in, you know, in glory or whatever. And you're like, faces aren't smiling. Mm. And there's, there's just been times where I'm like, I, I know this and I understand that. And I live here. Like, yep. this is my goal, <laughs> you know, but then also where's my laughter at? Right. Why does this feel so heavy all right. the time? Like, have you experienced, like you were talking about the joy of the Lord and that kind of stuff. What's like the, cause I don't think it's one or the other. I think it's right. all of it. Right. Um, I don't even know what question I'd be asking. Like, how, I guess, how do we discover like the the lightness of yeah. the Holy Spirit as well? Well, the Holy Spirit. Um, so the fruit, which you guys know, singular of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Okay, um, it's it's one fruit with nine different flavors. If you can imagine taking a, a fruit and eating it and saying, "Is this an orange? Wait a minute, what's the apple? Hold up." This is a great, <laughs> yeah. what am I eating right yeah. now? Yeah. It's one fruit that has nine different flavors, nine different noticeable, yeah. measurable influences upon your life. It's the, it's the Willy Wonka gum. Exactly. Right? Like it just keeps exactly. changing flavors. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. That's divine. Right? Yeah. Um, but so, so joy has to be one of the flavors for it to truly be him. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like it's it and 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 you want that because if it's not, then it's an indication that that uh there there's things that he just wants to remove out. Because it's it's how you measure your growth with him. The gifts is what he does, but the fruit is who he is. <laughs> this is his characteristics. If you were if you were hanging out with Jesus or you were hanging out with the Holy Ghost, right? And you was like, um, and you went home to your friends and they was like, oh my God, you hung out with Jesus for a week. What was he like? You'd be like, man, dude is so loving. Yeah. And then he's so joyful. Like he loves to like laugh. Yeah. Then he's, he's so long suffering. Like I just watched him and this is who he is. Right. So a person can't truly say I've been with him. He's living in and through me and it's not reflecting who he is. Right. You know? And so I, I would just say, you know, it's really important to understand. Um, it's, it's important to understand, and and I'm, I don't want to sound like a like I'm being double minded in this. But it is important to understand, and I'm not saying like, you know, we don't need understanding. Obviously, we do, and I'm saying about the comment I made about the the, the mind not yeah. leading. But I think in God revealing to us um, the nature of who He is. You know, you have to understand the role of joy and that it plays in our life. Yeah. You know, you know, the joy of our salvation, Jesus for the joy that was set before him and, you know, joy being tied to peace and righteousness and all these things. Yeah. I think just just having an expectation for these things in life, I think is very healthy. And I want to say this, too. We had an experience with this. And Vic Flamenco is one of the guest speakers that's coming here. He's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. We were doing school reform in Portland. And we just I don't even know where we were in the sense of in the service like we got into worship and God just, and literally we're all sitting quiet in a room for like 30 minutes. 
Yes. And I'm, I'm holding a mic and I can't say nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like, Lord, like what's happening? Like I need to, I can't do nothing, nope. nothing. And it was so divine. Cause you know, like mm-hmm. in that situation as a leader, you're like, oh my God, we've just yeah. been sitting in the room and I'm looking around and no one's looking around. It was just, called a holy hush. Yes. Oh, the yeah. holy hush. I need to teach my kids that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, right. Now watch how God breaks it. Cause I'm like, how did you even say anything in this? One girl in the front. <laughs> just, yeah. And then another person. <laughs> and then the whole room. <laughs> and I'm crying. I'm laughing. Yeah. So I can't even get, and it was just the joy of the Lord. It was organic. It was just, and it was, it's one of those things that you're like, I don't even know how to yeah. explain it. I just know every burden just felt lifted and your heart was just at peace. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that that moment was an invitation into a lifestyle of resting in him yep. and allowing him to manifest who he is through us. So good. I know this isn't fair. Okay. I'm going to give you five minutes to talk about the blood because I think that's one of the greatest ah. revelations you walk in. And I know ah. this is a challenge because this was one of the things you only that get five you only get five, five minutes. minutes because Spiritual when I minutes. first heard your name, one of the things that was tied to it was he walks in a great revelation of the blood. And that's like one of the truths that the church has okay. that I feel like we're rediscovering mm-hmm. in like a new realm, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So you can go longer than five. It could be a Pentecostal I, I, five if, yeah. if that's what you need. He said, he said, well, I'm closing. I'm closing, I'm closing now. Yeah. Yeah. So on my fifth close, yeah. I'm going to discuss <laughs> these topics. Um, well, here's the deal. 1726 of Acts says that through one blood, God has called every nation to dwell on the face of the earth. Through one blood. I looked it up in the Greek. I uh, can't remember the term, it, uh, the word in the Greek. But it meant, this is incredible, that one blood, the word one, meant everyone in the Greek. Mm. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, like like through one blood, God has called every nation to yeah. dwell on the earth. Through one blood, everyone was supposed to dwell on the earth. And so Adam had a specific blood that came from God. Now, it's different than the blood of Jesus. If it was not different than the blood of Jesus, when he sinned, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't need any blood to come because he would already have the blood of the Lord yeah. working in him, which is shed for the remission of sins. Right. So it wasn't the blood of the Lord, but it was a pure blood that came from God that was sufficient enough for man to live forever, that carried the life that God intended because the life of the, the blood, uh, the life of the flesh is in the blood. So it was, it was, it was a rare blood type in which all of humanity was supposed to be this beautiful family with same blood, same spirit, under same name. Adam playing the role of the son of man, which is the head of all of humanity. And I was sharing this with my friend the other day, Brandy, you know, Brandy, we were talking on the phone and I told Brandy, cause we was discussing this. I said, Brandy, check this out. Even if Adam would have had more kids and you have the woman there and you have other men now, let's say the world is populated and some other guy came in the garden, ate from the tree, it wouldn't have affected the the, the human race because they were not playing the role mm. of the son of man. Adam was a, was a, he was a type and shadow of yeah. him who was to come. Yeah. So you only had two of these kind of figures in the scriptures where what they do is on behalf of all mankind. That's why Jesus didn't come as the second Moses. He right. didn't come as the second Elijah. He came as the, the second Adam or the last Adam. Right. So you only had two of these types. Mm. 
And so when Adam sinned, currently today, you have over eight different blood types. But the scripture says God made one. Mm. (laughs) So you have all these different blood types that exist in the world today. And uh, and none of them reflect the blood that God had called man to 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 to, to have, that was pure from you know infirmities and sicknesses and diseases and it was just beautiful. Anywho, so that's lost. So um, you know you see types and shadows of a blood that's coming in which death has no dominion over, and that's what you see with the story of Moses, the Passover. You know, so, you know, you know what God says to Moses, put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost yeah. and, you know, he'll pass by, death angel will pass by. So they do that. And now these people, this is so powerful to me when I think about it, so powerful. These people are in this room and it's blood on the door. Can you imagine like the, 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 the deaf angel or demon coming and looking through your window, like examining the room, yeah. but he can't come in. And he makes eye contact with you, but he knows yeah. he has no dominion because of that blood. Yeah. Now you got to think about it as a blood type. You can't just think about it as a covering. You have to think about it because blood was not called to be on buildings. Right. <laughs> it wasn't called to be pleaded on altars and stuff that became, it was called to be in a person's flesh. Right. So imagine taking the blood that's even this shadow of the blood that's on this door and put it in a person's body. What would death have to do still? <laughs> it had to pass by. Yeah. It has no dominion where the blood is. Yeah. And this is Old Testament blood of an animal. Right. And it's having that kind of just the blood of an animal with the influence of the spirit on it. He can't defeat that. Yeah. So now you're talking about a new blood that comes to the earth a special rare blood that comes to the earth that's going to produce the very life of God. That's going to be used to not only redeem humanity, but restore and be unrestoration. That's another thing I think the church, we got to talk about. The Lord didn't just, he didn't just redo Adam. He took us beyond Adam. That's right. You got to remember what Jesus said in 1726 of John. He was praying to the father and said, okay, father, now, you know I'm here, as, I'm paraphrasing, you know I'm here as yeah. the second Adam, yeah. but I'm asking you to do this. Restore to me the glory yeah. I had yeah. before. Yeah. Okay, now the Lord did that and exalted him. Now you're one with him. Yeah. So whatever this glory he had before he came, you become what which is beyond Adam because he was already here as that. Right. So he's taking us beyond that dimension in which the church is the fullness of him that feels... There's a level of authority that we have access to that I don't even think we begin to scratch the surface of, yeah. but it's going to come up in the, in the season that we're in. Yes, when is. you look at magic, when you look at technology, when you yep. look at the demonic, that, that trio yeah. of what they're bringing into, yeah. the only answer for that is going to be who we really are. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So he comes and brings this, this blood on the earth, bro, where he is so on another level and... The demons are seeing him. Now, you got to remember, he didn't come. Obviously, he's 100% God, but he is not coming as God as we know it. Mm-hmm. Philippians 2, 5, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God and yeah. at, uh, I love the Amplified, possessing all the attributes necessary to be God. He laid this aside and yes. came as a man. Yeah. yeah, He's coming as a second Adam. Yeah. He's yes. like, if I do this as God, you couldn't follow me in greater works you wouldn't be able to do. Yeah, yeah. But if I do this as a second Adam, you don't have no excuse. Right. <laughs> right. So he came as a right. second Adam and they like, 
What kind of blood is this? What kind of have listen to these questions? Yeah. Let us alone, Jesus of Nazareth. Now that sounds like they knew him according to a man. Right. Okay. That's the same thing they said when he said, Oh, you got to eat my body. They was like, wait a minute. Is this not Jesus from Nazareth? Is not his father Joseph and Mary? Right. You see, they, they said the opposite of what Peter said. Jesus is like, nah, you're the Christ. And yeah. you, this is your father. The demons sound like they knew him according to the flesh. They said, what do we have to do with you, Jesus from Nazareth? Watch this. We know who you are, the Holy One of God. Yeah. Be quiet and come out of him. Have you come to torment us before time? Did you go? Are you going to change the timetable? They knew, but look how they're responding to him. This blood, this authority. This is how they acting towards this man. Yeah, and it's incredible. So the night he's betrayed, guess what he decides to do? He said, "I'm going to bring you into something." Matter of fact, in John six, before you even get there, he starts to talk about his blood. Yeah, you have this blood in you. You know, if you take of this blood and eat of my body, you'll never die. You know, the stuff you ate, Moses gave y'all bread that came down. That stuff wasn't real bread. My my body is uh, bread indeed. And, you know, he's just, uh, right? But what he's talking about is communing, becoming one with the very thing that he is. He was invited. Okay. Anywho, so you guys know this. Uh, 1 Corinthians 11, Paul is talking to the church. And he was like, hey, we're having people that are weak. They're sick and they're dying early. He's like, I'm telling you what the problem is. It's because they have not discerned the Lord's body. Mm-hmm. Discern means understand, like a spit of discernment. Oh, I, I'm able to recognize that this is not from. So he's like, because we haven't recognized and understood the Lord's body and the blood, we're weak, we're sick, and we're dying prematurely. Mm-hmm. So what is he saying? The opposite of this is true if we do understand. Yeah. You won't be weak. You won't be sick and you'll live out all your days because you recognize what happened with this blood, that you become one through this covenant of the blood. So uh, 12 of Revelations, you know, you got the Lucifer fought against Michael and his angels and and Michael fought against Lucifer and his dragons and the dragon, the dragon didn't prevail or the the Satan didn't prevail. He was cast down to the earth, which is. All kind of great stuff to get into. Anywho, he was cast down to the earth and now he's here on the earth. And it was almost like a, they finally see because uh, the angels came and said, now salvation has come and the kingdom of our Christ has come. Right. So speaking of when Christ came to the earth and then after that, it said, and they overcame because you can't have the blood until you have him come. So he came and then it says, and they overcame him. So it was almost like a moment where we finally realized. Wait a minute. What was in him yeah. is in me giving me this same yeah. freeing me from sin, freeing me. And they finally overcame him. Yeah. And they did it by the blood of the lamb, the word of the testimony. And they loved not their life unto death because they realized they already died. Yeah. And the life they're living, they're living as Christ. They're not living their own. So it was like this revelation of the blood and there's so much more to say, but these are to me some of the major keys to understand. Like you're, and this is what the Lord said to me. Yeah, He said to me, "Was Adam?" He asked me a question: "Was Adam figurative or was he literal?" And this is when the Lord started messing me I up. I loved this. Oh, He messed right me here. up with this. I got scared. Yeah, I was like, 
I'm calling Pastor Dan. Because he's just, I just, you know, you got to have, the Bible talks about, you know, having coverings on this kind of stuff. But he was like, was Adam figurative or was he literal? And I went and looked up the definition of literal and figurative. I'm like, let me just be on the safe side. Yeah. And I'm looking up figurative and I'm like, okay, this is language that doesn't actually carry, uh, it's, it's, it's language that, um, uh, I forgot how it's kind of worded, but in long story short, it's language that describes something, but right. it's not the actual thing. Right. You know, man, this that dude hit me with a ton of bricks. So it's raining cats and dogs. This is figurative language. Right. You know what I mean? Um, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. It's figurative language. It points to it. Okay. So he asked me, is Adam figurative? Is he just a symbol of something? Is it not true? that, Or was he literally a man that I literally gave blood to that I literally made in my image? And I'm like, he was literal. So, okay. Jesus, was he figurative or was he literal? I said, he was literal. Okay. Did he literally redeem Adam or did he figuratively redeem Adam? And I was like, he literally redeemed Adam. Because if he didn't, if it's just a figure, uh, if it's just figurative, then I'm not really born again. That's just figurative language. Right to describe that, but I really do have a right to, to maintain the general generational curses hmm. in my life because I'm not literally born again, right. just figuratively born again. Right. You know, I'm not literally filled with the spirit, so I can't really expect to be in fellowship or one with the spirit. It was figurative language, right. but if it's literal, that changes everything because yep. literally all of my being has been born again. So I got to question what spirit is in me, uh, what pure blood is in me. I got to ask all these questions yeah. because I'm no longer what I was. If I've literally been made a new creature in Christ Jesus. And I think that the second worst gospel, maybe it may be the first, but the second worst form of the gospel that has hurt the body of Christ, you know, you have the prosperity gospel, mm-hmm. you know, you got this heaven and hell gospel, but I think what probably trumps those two is a figurative gospel mm. where everything is figurative. Yeah. And nothing's literal. Yeah. And our teaching has done this. Yeah. Our parables and da-da-da and types and shadows. And people just trained to think figurative. Right. So they'll just sit in there saying, okay, this is figurative. So when they actually see a move of God, they're like, whoa, what's happening? Right. We didn't know this was actually could actually happen. This is right. literal. Yeah. And it's shock. It's shocking because we've thought so figuratively about God. And it's like, no, yeah. you you literally lay your hands. On the sick, not because that's a principle, but because Holy Spirit resides in your hands. Yeah. That ain't, that's, that's not a good message. Right. Scripture, this is literal. This is the truth. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, and so I think us getting back to that stuff saying, hey, this is how it is. Yeah. In heaven, there's no other way of seeing it. So yeah. you can see it in a bunch of different ways, but right. this is it. Thoughts and prayers. I think I went Thoughts over and prayers. I think I went over my five minutes. <laughs> I said Pentecostal five. Do you have any questions? No. No, I don't. Um I love it. I have nothing that I'd like to add or say. I have I, I, one I, thing. I'd like for it to just be. I have one thing. That's actually one thing one thing I do appreciate and love what you shared too, because that's mm-hmm. a that's a thing that we are this is our heart is just be. Mm-hmm. Just be. Mm-hmm. And you can just be when you know who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, when you know you've got his blood flowing through your veins. I could go, we could go on this for a long time. Dude. <laughs> talking about this. Dude. <laughs> Dude. That? Now, if we get along, Caleb, if the members of this church 
God along with God with just that yeah. truth. Yep. Yep. If members of my church, if if and I'm doing it, yeah. And it's I'm I'm running into so many roadblocks because I'm like, yeah, all the stuff I've been taught. But here's the beautiful part about it. And this is one of the things my mentor shared with me. He was like, Hey, you don't have to like go through all the things you learned and try to unlearn them. Like, just let Holy Spirit just do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. Don't expect this to take a long time. Like, don't do that. Right. Just get along and expect him. Just do it. Yeah. Just the lights on. Yeah. Just live with the lights on now. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay. Yep. Cool. Yeah. This is just what it is. It's so much easier that way. It is. It's not my own works. I'm not, I'm not trying to figure all this out. It's not by my understanding. Yep. It's yep. literally by your spirit. Yeah. Like it's just, yep. yeah. Okay, cool. This is, this is <laughs> like, like this is fun. Exactly. This it's, is fun. It changes fun. how you live the Christian life. It does. This is, yep. You can't help but smile about that too. Like you can't help but have joy about that. Yep. You know, because it's not you and, mm-hmm. and my, uh, it's him. And you're just like, I'm so blown away yep. by all this. As you were saying, talking about the literal and the figurative, I was I was literally thinking about. <laughs> I love it. The, the the generation that we're in, and I feel like the conversations I've been having more and more lately with people of my age, our age, mm-hmm. and uh, in this generation is I want to see it. Mm-hmm. I've heard so much about the miraculous, mm-hmm. and I've heard so much about these things taking place that to me it has become figurative language yep. instead of literal. I literally want to see somebody's arms grow out. Yeah. I literally want to see yeah. these things taking place yeah. here. And I, I think grab that. I think that's the first step yep. is it's not just, you know, thoughts and prayers, yep. thoughts and prayers. Yep. Let's come here, hold my hand. Let's exactly. go. You yep. know? Uh, yep. And so I, that's why, well, as you were talking about that, that's just, I, I think that's, and maybe we can transition a little bit to dessert for that. Cause I think that's talking like that's impartation, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's the, this, this is the real, real, like yep. this is it. Yep. You know, it's not just this, theoretic thing that's happening. And I, and, I, and even talking about with Adam, cause I mean, I know that that is a conversation that many will have about the, the legitimacy or the, uh, how, how literal mm-hmm. is Adam literal or is he a figurative, you know, part of like the boy who cried wolf. I'm mm-hmm. trying to teach you a lesson mm-hmm. of what's going on. He's right. an allegory and, you know, right. and, and going that route. And, and I know that that is a, a, a doctrine and a, and a teaching mm-hmm. that is being used to essentially discredit. Yep exactly what you're talking about mm-hmm. here. And, and if we're not careful, I mean, everything, everything that Satan does is deception. Mm-hmm. He's the father of lies. Yep. So if he's saying things like, and showing things like what you're talking about, the magic, the, the identity stuff, all that kind of stuff, then that means all those things are lies. So there's gotta be a truth. Yes. Right. So that yes. what, what is the opposite of those things? Like what, where is the, <laughs> Where's the literal, mm-hmm. you know, because, mm-hmm. because, and, and that's, that's, I'm sorry. I'm not making a lot of sense of, of words. I'm saying a lot oh, of things no, all together, but, but it's to me, I, I'm sitting here. I'm thinking, okay, all the more reason for us to say, yes, father, come into this place of understanding of who mm-hmm. you say I am mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. a new creation and a son, mm-hmm. not born of anything, but you, yep. right. Yep. <laughs> that, that this is now who I am yep. and receive everything that you've already provided, everything that you said I am, can be, can yep. do. Yep. Yes. Literally. Yep. Literally. This is my, we sang a song about blood flowing through my veins. His blood flows through my veins. Right. And, and I had a conversation with somebody before and he was so hung up on that mm-hmm. because he could not wrap his mind around God's blood flowing through your veins. He's oh, like, listen. he's like, liter- no, he's like, are you, are you literally trying to say 
this because that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, the cross is foolishness for those. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if you're trying to to wrap your mind around some of this stuff, it might not make sense to you. Listen, that's what, <laughs> that's, this is what I'm saying. Like what you're saying is what I'm saying. <laughs> like there's so much more that yeah. we, we can't even begin to share because just the basic yeah. stuff that opens the door to these, like think about it like this. Adam and Eve, right? They're they're literal. Okay. Where'd she come from? She came from him. Yeah. He said, flesh of my flesh. Mm-hmm. Bone of my bone. Yeah. Okay. The life of the flesh is in the blood. Yeah. He looks at her and says, flesh of my flesh. So essentially, she has the same blood that he has. Yeah. It's the same flesh. The life of the flesh. Okay. Paul said the church in Ephesians 5 is crisis Eve or crisis. She's, yeah. <laughs> I was going to try to play off of, but what, what the woman was to Adam is what the church is to Christ. Yeah. And he goes and says the church, which is his body, yeah. flesh of his flesh Come on. and bone of his bone. And then he says this, but this is a great mystery. I speak of Christ and the church. Yeah. He is saying, that the flesh, Jesus said it, unless you eat my flesh yeah. and take my blood, you have no part. And this is the new covenant, which is in my, is no way around it. Right. You think that, this is it. you yeah. think God's going to shed the blood of Jesus just to get you back to the blood that Adam had. Right, right. It, that blood couldn't sustain. That's why we needed a new one. It couldn't redeem. That's why we needed a new one. Yep. It couldn't remove sin. That's why we needed a new one. Come on. You know what I mean? Like he's taking us behind. And I know once again, if it's figurative, then that's hard to understand because we're thinking. Fig- but if right. you're thinking God, if you're thinking God making man, God, you know what I mean? Like God doesn't need blood, first of all. Yeah. All right. God doesn't need blood. He's a spirit. They that worship him must be worshiping him in spirit and truth. Jesus walked through the wall and I'm going over way over my time. No. Jesus walked in the wall. And they was like, it's a ghost. And he was like, no, I'm not a ghost. I'm not a spirit. Touch me. For a spirit doesn't have a flesh and bone body. So God is spirit. Yeah. He don't have a flesh and bone body. Yeah. So Jesus is here representing man. And he has his blood because of man. Because God doesn't need it. So if God doesn't need it, hmm. and this blood is for man, and Jesus is bringing forth a new mankind, where else is the blood going to be? There are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, and the Word, and the Spirit, and these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in the earth. In the earth. Yeah. In the earth. Yeah. In the earth. Yeah. The Word, the Spirit, and the blood. Where yeah. is the blood at in the earth? Come on. It's in his body. Flesh of his flesh, bone of his bone. Yeah. Like, are we one with him, or is that figurative? Uh, is it figurative? Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. Are we really right. joined to the Lord, or is right. that just figurative language? Because right. right. if I'm joined with him, what other blood can I have? Right. What other spirit could I have? What other father could I have? What other inheritance? If that's figurative, I get it. If it's literal, we got to change the, con- the conversation and discussion. Yeah. yeah. Figurative doesn't take faith. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. This boy flows in alliteration. Wow. Got for here. It's good. That's so true. So good. Yeah. Very good. Well, I want to say thanks for hanging out today. That's the oh, first thing. I Where can it. people find you online? Um, Brandon Gatson, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon underscore Gatson, 03 IG. They could just type in Brandon Gatson, the search engine, and lead them there too. Um, we have a website for School of Reform. 
School Reform also has its own Facebook and Instagram page. Um, so those are the main platforms that we are on. Awesome. And you'll be here at Kingdom Life October 1st. Yes. 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 We'll have a school reform here October 12th to the 14th. Yes. And you can register at schoolreform.com. For free. For, For free. free. My God. My today. God. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus, we thank you for your blood. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you that it's literal and that it literally did Mm. what you set it out to do. Wow. Y'all can just simmer on that Mm. the rest of your day. That's it. That's good. Well, thank you for joining us at the table. You will literally always have a seat here. (laughs) 